With your help, we can continue to fight for freedom. This is not possible without your generosity. Join our quest for the truth and our freedom by simply visiting www.realitycheck.radio forward slash donate to make a difference today. Good morning and welcome back to Counterculture here with Marie on Reality Check Radio. And it's with great pleasure I welcome back my lifestyle guru, the woman who knows things any heart. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good. I'm just really excited because you and I have been talking about loads of topics that we're going to talk about over the coming months. And uh, this one was on the list and I just we had to do it next. So we did debt last time, which is, you know, important. But this one, it's, we're going with another D, dating. Bit more fun. Bit more it's fun. A, and it's a bit more fun. Dating. Yeah. Yeah. You have a system. I'm not surprised. I do. I do have a system. Um, and I developed it because of my own personal situation, having been very single for quite a long time. Mm. So that's how that came about. Mm. And I think it's important too. It's so, di- I mean, you know, we're, we're of a similar-ish age. And man, has it changed in our adult yes. life, how it and used then. to work. So yeah, we were just talking about the, um, the old paper dating. Oh, I know. Mm. I know. It's changed so much. And, and you know, the old, because so much of it, so many of your connections used to be you'd meet someone at work or at a club, like a, yes. when I say club, like a social club or a sports club. They used People, to have, I think, Friday night dances in local halls. Yeah. But we missed out on that. We're a bit, we're a bit, um, a bit too young for that. But, but our parents was, did it. Yeah, and so many of those things just don't exist anymore now. So how does somebody who's single, especially if they're, you know, more adult, how does someone who's become newly single or has been terminally single get back into the saddle? Well, 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 yeah, I mean, there, there is a system um, and people right now, you know, you've got online dating, which is you could apply this method to any type of dating really. Um, but um, back in the day, and you might remember this too, there was something I think it was called, I'm going to call it Town and Country Connections or something. Um, and my first foray into dating way back then was actually to join that system. You paid a fee and they sent you an envelope full of profiles and writings that the people had done themselves and you sifted through and you could write them a letter or you could give them a phone call. But some people only wanted a letter to start with and I remember receiving, you know, big long letters. But anyway, before we get into the the method, um, there's a few precursors to dating, which really come down to, are you ready for this yet? Um, meaning, um, you know, have you thought through what you're looking for? How much baggage have you got? Um, you know, are you still moaning about your ex? Are you still in, in court with your ex? Um, all of those things. Doesn't mean you can't date without doing those things. But you really have to consider um, what's your history? What's your mental state? Are you actually fit to be? Have you got something to give in a relationship? Um, what are your social skills? What's another thing on the list? What's your goal? That's really important. We can talk about that. Um, Are you actually available? And what are your deal breakers, right? Mm. Now, I've met people who get very fussy about, oh, I can't have a man that's blonde or a woman that's blonde. Um, To me, that's not a deal breaker. I I think a deal breaker is more of a values. What, What are your values? What do you value? And even if your goals aren't the same, if you've got some overlapping values, um, then you're going to be on the right track. So mm. I reckon you need to write yourself a list, um, a list of absolute 
you know, what? who are you? What are your values? And then what are you looking for? And what are the deal breakers? It's interesting you say that about values. I interviewed Gad Sad a while ago, and we were talking about his new book, The Sad Truth About Happiness. And one of the key things for happiness is uh, having a fulfilled partner, a partnership in life. And he said there were two maxims. There was the uh, opposites attracts maxim, and then there was the birds of a feather flock together. And he said by and far the most successful is the birds of the feather flock together. And it's exactly what you just said. It's looking at all of those values and deal breaker things and actually finding somebody which has a big crossover and commonality with you on those value propositions that you have. Yeah. Yeah, They can't be underestimated. I mean, we're both now married and we've both mm. been dating. We're both online dated, you've revealed. Yes, I um, I hope that wasn't too much. Um, and um, my husband and I, on the surface, you would not think that we had matching values, but we have found out, particularly over the last three years, that we have very much matching values. And um, I have seen relationships that have fallen apart because values don't match. And, um, you know, some people are very materialistic. Um, some people want to bring up free-range children. Other people, um, you know, they want to travel, but their partner doesn't. You know, those things, I mean, traveling is not really a value. It's more of an aspect. Well, I suppose it can be a value that you value the ability to see the world. But, um, you know, you can have Christians and non-Christians together. You can have people of different religions together but I think everything needs to be upfront um, and available as you develop a relationship obviously your first conversation won't be all of those things but as you go on to meet people um, it's really important to discuss expectations goals and values and a lot of people skip those things because they have a fear of rejection and um, I've been doing a bit of study for this particular interview and there's a couple of books I've been listening to on Audible about dating by people that are so-called experts. Um, yep, yeah, and they talk about fear of rejection being the biggest thing that holds people back to be honest about who they are and what they're looking for. So I would suggest if you want to get into dating because you just want to have sex, be really honest about that. Um, if you, when I was dating, I was actually looking for somebody I could be with so that I could have a child. Um, and I had reasons for wanting a second child because my first child has severe disability and I wanted to have grandchildren. And I was very upfront about that. Um, and that drove people away, which is good. You want to reject or have those people auto choose themselves away from you so that you can clear the field for the right person to come along. You don't want to lie to someone just because you're so desperate to actually go the next step on a date, which might be meeting people or having sex or going out to dinner or whatever the next step is for you. Well, and that that self-selection very early on is actually probably a good thing because I think a lot of people enter into that thinking, oh, if it isn't quite right at the beginning, we can change that as we go along. Yeah. And actually, if it's not quite right at the beginning, it's just not quite right. That's your warning sign. I mean, um, my history, just without going into too much detail, is before I decided to date and use a dating system, I was having relationships with the wrong men. And my choices got worse and worse until I realized I was almost at rock bottom and I thought, I'm just going to stop So I did. I stopped for quite some time. And then when I wanted to jump back in, I developed, because I'm quite systematic about things, 
um, and I decided to create a system, much like a funnel. Those of you that have business or network marketing or whatever, you've got all these people at the top of the funnel, and as the funnel gets narrower, you've weeded out the people or the situations that are not suitable for you. So, um, I mean, you can apply a funnel to anything in life when you're trying to make choices. Choosing a house to buy, for example, I've just done that. Um, looked at what what are the what are the things I really want, and sometimes those things refine as you get into the system. So, don't be afraid of jumping in because you're not. I'm contradicting myself completely. Clear. Maybe you don't know what your bottom lines are for um, your bottom line, but for me, a bottom line is somebody that's a gambler somebody that's a serial cheater, um, somebody that lies, um, somebody that can't apologize. Those sorts of qualities are the things, you know, they, they are the deal breakers for me because I want someone to say to me, look, I really like you, but this isn't working. And I don't, you know, and I, I wouldn't want to waste my time with someone who felt that they were just humoring me by meeting me again, for example. Mm. You know, I like people to be honest and honesty can be painful. But, you know, there are words around being honest to say, well, it's been lovely to meet you, but I don't think we're a match. You yeah. know, I had to do that over and over again. Um, and and the more you do it, the more you experience, whether it's, I'm going to use the word rejection loosely, whether for some of us we're triggered by being um, said no to, and it's not actually a rejection of you, but it can feel like that. And if you are out there listening and you want to get into the dating world and you don't know how to start, but you're afraid of being rejection, then you've got some work to do mm. um, because you're not, I'm not going to say you're not ready, but you've got some, you've got to get, you've got to, you've got to experience rejection, what you call rejection in order to be not afraid of it anymore. Mm. Right. Well, that's getting back to that self. So it's really like you need to set the garden bed, don't you, before you actually get into bed. You know, you yeah, sort of yeah. have to. You exactly. have to sort of, as you say, do. It's amazing how much work you need to do on yourself. But you're ready. You can do it while you're starting to do a system like mm. this, um, and with the help of several people online. You know, just having a little think about what I did and what other people might do. Um, one person said. Look, um, a so-called expert said um, you have to get comfortable with rejection. So go out and get rejected. And he, he was a guy talking about women, and he said, um, you know, don't use cheesy systems. Don't, um, you know, use those cheesy lines or techniques. You actually need to develop skills. And for some people, they don't have the skills of saying hello and meeting people. Mm -hmm. So something I did, for example, during the um, what we call lockups in our family, other people politely refer to them as lockdowns, but we've considered we were locked up. Um, I would go to the supermarket and chat to people, and they would be people with masks, and I wasn't wearing one. And for example, I'd say, "G'day, g'day, how are you today? Nice day." No, 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 you know, and I, we, I might talk about the masks or the cheese in the aisle, or I might say, look, this is my favourite bacon because it's it's nitrate free and it's grown in New Zealand. Most of the other bacon isn't, you know, we'll talk about whatever. But if I was wanting to get out in the world and meet a partner, um, I would suggest learn to be chatty with strangers yeah. and learn to be rejected. So they might look at you funny and go, well, you know, you're an effort not wearing a mask, I'm not going to talk to you, or whatever reason. But now in the world, um, you know, in the supermarket, we're not encountering too many people wearing a mask. So that's now, not a barrier. Isn't that interesting that you say that? Because both of you 
you and I have worked in sales. So as somebody who's worked in sales, the sales and marketing retail, retail people generally as a rule get to practice this every single day they're at work. Exactly. You get used to the art of small talk is yep. actually an art. Yep, yep. And with, right. with, you know, separating people through screens, so I'm amazed at the number of people that have lost that art. I'm a talker, you see. So, I mean, I'm, you know. Ditto. Hello, yeah. So for this, tell. you know, I mean, I'm sure listeners are not surprised. Uh, no. This is why I have this job. Particularly with you, because they know you very well. <laughs> so you, that is you, that is so right. Supermarket's a great place. I used to love this. Supermarket's a great place. Yeah, yeah. to practice. Supermarket's an equal thing. You never know. You might. Practice rejection. Supermarket. Yeah. Well, get comfortable with rejection. Um, and I'm using that word deliberately because um, I actually was at a party um, over the weekend and there was a woman there who was very upset because somebody had broken up with her and she was very drunk. And the words coming out of her mouth were, um, I just want someone to love me. I do so much for so many other people and nobody loves me. Well, that's a very desperate state to be going out searching for love because you'll pick anyone. And I've done that. I know what it's like to pick the dregs. And, and I'm not saying to those people, if you're listening, that you're bad people, but you are unsuitable for me and way off my, mm. way away from my values, right? So She needs to learn to love herself. Yes, that's right. Absolutely, absolutely. So if you actually feel um, nobody's going to love, nobody loves you, everybody hates you, I would go to counselling. Or, um, or some sort of group therapy, and I'm being serious about that, don't go out and get yourself rejected in the dating market because you're not ready. You'll get ultimately dumped or um, you'll stay in a bad relationship for the wrong reasons. So don't do that. You don't want to get into a bad relationship for the wrong reasons. It's not worth it. It's better, you're better off to be alone and to sit with yourself and to find out who you are with the help of some skilled person. And there are mm. many, many, many good people out there. Spend the money. Go mm. get counselling. Um, so, in some so you, cases, you can get it for free. So, so you've got yourself sorted out. Yes, if yeah, well, relatively speaking. Relatively yeah. sorted out. So, and, and it's time to dip the toe in. What next, Annie? Well, um, there are many, many online dating sites these days. And back in the day, you know, we had paper ones, but there are many. And it really doesn't matter what site you pick. You can put yourself on all of them and find out. You know, some of them have reputations for being all about sex and some of them don't. You know, if you're a man and you're getting on grinder, but you're looking for a woman, you're in the wrong place, right? So so look at all the platforms. But don't be too scared to dive what into you, you could have a You could have a bit of a giggle along the way. But you, won't. you could, you could. Um, and it doesn't really matter what the platform is. Um, and there are normally free memberships or premium memberships. Now, if you're just dipping your toe in the water and you want to see what's out there and you don't know which platform to go, Go for the free membership. But once you've found a platform you think is for you, and let's say you haven't yet met Mr. or Mrs. Wright, um, then pay for that upgrade because it's usually not that much. Um, put up a profile. Include a photograph, but um, it doesn't have to be a detail up front. It could be an action photograph like you riding a horse or you at church. Whatever, If you've got a value that's strong, maybe put that there. Or you might even put yourself um, with a picture of your kids but not their faces to show, you know, I've got children. Whatever you want you know, people to know or not know about yourself. But I would say, I, I would say put up a photograph. Now, the problem is, ideally, you don't even want to know what people look like when you first speak to them. So, so don't put up a really detailed photograph. Maybe you're wearing a hat or, you know, you're at the races or I don't know, you're in a rally car or whatever it is that you're doing. But put up a, a picture 
It could be of your dog if you want to sort of say, I love dogs and I'm not putting myself out there. And fill out the the information as detailed as you can. But remember that when when people are asking on these profiles about likes and dislikes, you know, I've come to like some things that my husband does that I never thought I would be into. But if there are deal breakers, you know, make sure you put them in there. Like, you know, if you're a Christian and somebody needs to be a believer, make sure that that's in there, right? Mm. Um, if you are somebody, like some of these sites will have things like, um, whether you can be polyamorous, meaning having several lovers at the same time, um, that wouldn't suit me. I'm a one man at a time or a one person at a time person. So you would put that in there. But don't narrow things down so much that the person reading it goes, oh, God, that's too hard, you know. Um, if you're high maintenance and you know it, put it in there. You know, if you're somebody, that, uh, to me, high maintenance, sorry, um, sorry if you're one of these, but um, is nails, hair, waxing, all of that expensive stuff. So every month, you know, you're going to cost two or $300 just to, you know, to, to look, you know, put together, you know. Um, and if you're somebody that wears a lot of makeup, make sure on your photo you're wearing makeup, you know, like don't, don't be not who you are. So filling out a profile if you're not sure, start with less information and add more. You can always um, add that in as you go along. Um, I personally don't go by photograph. I find that photographs can be very misleading. And I have fallen in love with and been with some incredibly ugly looking people, right? Mm-hmm. And right now, I'm of a certain age where I'm not sexy anymore. And if I was dating, I would have to be me. And I'd be looking for somebody that's probably not as sexy as, you know, I wouldn't be dating somebody in their 30s when I'm in my 50s. Um, The other thing on a dating profile, really often they have an age range. And I don't know about you, but it's always pissed me off when you get a 45-year-old man looking for a 25-year-old woman. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I just, like, what's that about? Is it just about sex or a or a um pretty woman on your arm? No, I think it's um what is that? I think it's not accepting the fact that you're getting older. Yeah. Yeah. And also to now to be fair, I've got I've got a very good friend who falls into this category and has actually married a much, much younger woman. Um and it was actually for them about family. He really Mm -hmm. wanted to be a parent. So put that in there. Put that in there. Yeah, and that you know, I have one one of the things I'm looking forward to. Yeah. So you might go, you know, I, I don't know how profiles are looking now, but, you know, you could be saying one of the things I'm looking forward to ultimately is having children and I'd like to, you know, mm. that's going to rule people out that are really afraid of at this stage in their life, even thinking about children. You well, know, and actually, you know, in this and you look, children, let's just quietly sort of head down that path for a second. I yeah. watched um, the first part of the documentary Birth Gap. Uh, yes, yeah. uh, by um, Michael Shaw, I think is the um, Sounds fun. documentary maker, and it's about childlessness, the epidemic oh. of childlessness. It is oh. absolutely fantastic. So the first part is free on YouTube. You, the second part you need to go to, I think, is website, which I'm hoping to do in the next few days. Writing it down. It is really good, and it's interesting. See, I know for me, when I entered back into the dating scene in my early 30s, after being in a very stable relationship for a long time, that uh, I I always knew that I wanted to have children, and I'd actually lost a baby with my first partner. So, and that, that... told me that, yes, this is something that I really, really want. But, of yep. course, I'm neck, neck minute when you're that age, of course, and this was 
20 plus years ago, you know, tick tock, tick tock. And I'm thinking, yeah. oh. So I was very clear right yeah. from the outset that this was a goal for me. And if we were going to, you know, if this was whoever I met, if I met somebody, it would be something that would be very, very time dependent. Yeah. Which because, is quite a squeeze when you're going into the dating market wanting a child, right? Yeah. Like I did also, to be fair. Abs- absolutely. Yeah. And you're right. It is. Um, it yeah. certainly does weed it out. Now, I did meet my husband, and uh, he was actually, he hadn't really thought about it, but he's, he's a few years, he's three and a half years older than I am. Uh, but the timing was sort of all right, you know, like in terms of yes. where he was at and I was at. And we figured that out very, very quickly. Um oh. And so we, we moved. Were you up front about that with your profile or when you started to talk to people? Uh, no, once I started to talk to him, the profile I kept, I did lots of the things that you talked about. Like I was honest yeah. about, because um, I'm very tall, so I was honest about my height. I was honest about the fact that I am Naskin Nemene. Yeah. Um, that, you know, there are different. Did you have a photo on your profile or no yeah. photo? Yeah, yeah, I did. And the photo yeah. I had was. Uh, one that had been taken pretty recently at a friend's yeah. wedding. Yeah. So it actually was quite a nice photo. It was, um, yes. and I was comfortable with the photograph. And uh, so that's the photo that I had. And it was, I was, yeah, very honest about where I was because I was in the in the provinces. And whilst I would consider a move, I was not considering a move back to a metropolitan area. Yeah, yeah. Great. You know, things like that. Great. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, because some, some people lie on their profiles or when they meet the person, they like them so much and they hear something that doesn't suit them, they don't say anything. And I think that's a bit of a mistake. And I've done that before. I've pretended because I'm like, oh, maybe he'll change. You know, maybe maybe he'll change his point of view. Now, people do change sometimes on minor stuff. Um, One of my... um absolutely no nos was I would not date sorry guys a guy who was a speedway freak or a rugby player because I hate rugby and um and speedway I knew people that were speedway wives that would be at speedway every Saturday of their lives and I wasn't prepared to do that I already had a child so um you know and my child um wouldn't have gone to speedway um, but I met a man who's a rally driver, which is quite different, but it's still, you know, a petrol, he's still a petrol head, but that's quite different. And I've actually gotten involved with that a little bit, um, mm. not to a major extent. And also I spend a lot of time on the back of the motorbike, which goes very fast, particularly during the lockups. Um, that's fun because not many people on the road. So um, I actually, it wasn't a deal. It would have been a deal breaker if they were at Speedway every Saturday. And in fact, I did meet a guy that did that. And all he could talk about was Speedway. All mm. he could talk about was Speedway. Now, you know, and again, I have dated a guy that played rugby and I even went to rugby. And it was then that I realized that wasn't the world I wanted to be in. So that's why that happened. Um, I'm not anti-sport, but the culture around rugby, the drinking, you know, all of that stuff that happened after the game just wasn't my cup of tea. Mm. That's why. Right. No, um, sorry. Yeah. I got us to read for a second. So we've um you so honesty in our profile. We're in, yep. yep. So being very, very clear and um looking at your own personal idea, development. Looking at your personal development. If yep. you're finding a site that sort of feels right, don't yep. be afraid to upgrade to That's the right. premium service. What next? Yep. Well, the next thing is scrolling through profiles and being generous in the ones that you save. Um, I know people do the old swipe left, swipe right thing on your phone, but don't just look at the photograph. Actually read the profile. Maybe you have some search parameters and they'll be around 
age they'll be around, whether the person's bisexual or whether they're just into um, what you want, which in my case is, you know, a man um, wanting a woman and nothing else. Um, it might be um, uh, it, normally there's parameters about where they live, but don't be too worried about that because, as you said, like somebody that lives in the city might be just looking for an opportunity to get into the provinces. So don't um, eliminate. But then just see what's available. See how many there are. Are there hundreds? Are there tens? Are there five? If there's five, keep all of those in your wee basket. Um, it's a wee bit like searching for anything. Um, widen your search, narrow your search, and just sort of see. You, prob you probably want to have at least initially maybe 50 to 60, 50 to 100 um, possibles, right? And then what I did is started reading their profile in detail and maybe taking notes. Sometimes there's a place you can write notes or keep a notebook. And then I just started contacting. And my first contact was always a written, um, either an email, a text, something that's written, not something that um, means that you're going to meet them straight away. So first of all, have a chat with them digitally whether it's um whether it's email or text and just chat away and just see how they are and, and ask questions and get to know them and when you feel like gosh I really like this guy I'd really like to meet them the next step is to filter out the people that you're going to have a phone call with right so first of all chat 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 and you might find out you know oh you know this person has three kids absolutely doesn't want any more, has had a vasectomy, but you might go, I want a child. And that rules that person out. Don't get to fall in love with them before you rule that out. Mm. And, and you can even say, look, I really like you. Is there any way you'd ever consider, if you met the right person, a vasectomy reversal? Which people do do, by the way, and usually it's successful. And would you consider another child? And if the answer is, hell no, and you want a child, then they're off your list. And you just have to say, look, I'm, I'm sorry, you're really nice, but for now, um, I'm looking for people that are open to having children. So that might rule out a few. Um, then um, once you've chatted to people, and it might be, I used to have text fests that might last two or three hours with one person before I decided, mm, not sure. And if you're not sure, the next step would be to have phone call. And most people will provide their number, maybe not straight away, but once they've talked to you. And, um, you know, have a chat, ask some questions, um, talk about values. I mean, have some fun as well. Do a bit of flirting if you want. Quite often a sexy voice on the phone is um, quite nice. And I fell into the trap of being lulled by the sexy voices. Um, but, um, you know, find out, you know, where they're at. You know, I mean, what they do for a living is important, but not probably as important as their values. Um, like, I wouldn't... <sighs> I mean, I wouldn't look around for the right man by how much they earned. But for some people, that's really important. And if it's important to you, if financial security through a relationship is important to you, I'd be upfront because some people will run, but some people won't. Some people don't care. They're happy to be involved in looking after their partner financially. Um, but, you know, we're in a world today where everybody expects to be independent and everybody else to be independent. But the truth is there are lots of couples where one person's more of a breadwinner than the other. And that's actually OK if it's OK for both of you. Financial predators, Annie. Yes. How do you detect a potential financial predator? Because we talked about debt earlier and one of the debt mm. traps, especially for women, is poor relationships. So... Have you got any thoughts on that? 
Yeah, I mean, in your conversation, you you are going to talk about what you do and if you own a house or if you're living at home with mum and dad or whatever. Um, and, you know, I found that men would easily say to me, oh, well, you know, my ex me over and, uh, you know, I had to start again, you know, that sort of thing. Or they might say it in a more polite way, which, which you know, they're two different types of men. Um, you know, I was in a marriage and when it ended, um, you know, we both had to start again. And so, no, I've got a massive mortgage and, an, and a new house, but I'm determined to pay it off. And I might say to them, well, you know, how, you know, how do you find that? I mean, I wouldn't say, do you just pay interest only? But I would, but find out what their commitment is to their financial issues are. Um, and, you know, you find out whether people have lounge suites on tick and dishwashers on tick and all that stuff. And again, there's nothing wrong with that in certain situations. I myself have been a single parent with a washing machine on tick because it's the only way I could buy it. But um, I didn't have debt. Mm. Other than that, um, you know, do they go to the pub? Do they drink? Do they play the pokies? Um, do they buy a lot of tickets? How many? You know, you can find those things out by chatting and, and um, um, you know, just just asking, getting good at asking questions, you know, and laughing about things and being okay that you have different answers. So, um, you know, it might take a while. I mean, I wouldn't sleep with somebody if I was planning to have a long-term relationship and I thought that their money management was dodgy. I'd hold back on all of that till I knew that. I'd meet them a few times. So hold back on the sex. Um, for us women, or for me in any case, um, and many women I speak to, they have found that often once they're having a sexual relationship, it's hard to, to say no and back out mm. because they've already, they've already, um, they've already, gone there for men um i hear that sometimes that's different so you need to know how you are with that you know can you have sex with someone and care about them and then walk away easily so so the phone calls are a great filter i you know have several phone calls with the same people if they're impatient to meet you that's a wee bit of a could be a wee bit of an alarm bell and i would just say hey um particularly if you've established you're both looking for mr or mrs right if you've established, however, that you're both just wanting sex, then go ahead and do it. Go have your dirty sex, you know, get into it. Um, because, you know, you're both there for the same thing. But if you are, in fact, looking for a relationship, you're wanting some stability, maybe you're looking for children, then um, spend that time on those phone calls filtering people out. And I would say I've made mistakes by meeting someone too soon becoming attracted to them and going off and getting into bed with them and discovering a month down the track that I made a mistake. So um, have those phone calls. That, look, that will filter your funnel right down. Um, and keep, when you're having those phone calls, looking on that dating app for new fresh people coming in. Keep that process going. Don't stop. So, um, so you've got, first of all, you know, being open, filtering people out that you're absolutely, you know, are no a deal breaker, having conversations and then going to the phone call step. Or once you've um, established you want to meet the person and they want to meet you, this is what I did. I lived in a remote area and I met these people in a larger sort of provincial city. And the way I did it because of travel and childcare is I would meet three at a time, but I would meet one person at 10.30 in the morning for a coffee, 
another one maybe, you know, one o'clock and another one at three o'clock on the same day. And I'd line them up and I'd say, look, I live blah, blah, and, um, you know, you live blah, blah. How about we meet in this city, um, which meant that both of us had a short drive. You want to actually look for commitment. I wouldn't go right to their doorstep. I'd make them at least drive 40 minutes, um, which is what I had to do as well. So we meet in the middle. Um, They knew where I lived and I knew where they lived. And then um, I would just make sure that um, I had three appointments in one day so that I could maximize the the exposure I had to these guys. And I would have a date and I would um, tell them that I had an hour. And when that hour was up, even if I really liked them, I would move on just to see whether there was that that, um, desire for both of us to meet again. In that first meeting, yes, did chemistry? Yeah, did you find because obviously you can sort of potentially develop that when you, as you said, you can fall for the sexy voice over the phone. Yes, but then you and I've had this, and you and you walk in and you see the person, and whilst you you'll have a great coffee and, and lots to talk about. There's just nothing there. There's no sparks, no butterflies. Have you had that? Yes, I have. And what I found was even worse than that is that sometimes I would sit down and I would start yawning straight away. I just was bored out of my tree with that person. They just, there was nothing. It was, it was not repellent, but just, you will feel it. It's, it's just nothing. I've got um, a friend's husband that does that. I just, I respect him. We can have conversations, but I'm just, I just want to start yawning as soon as he enters the room because he's just, um, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you've experienced that, but, um, the other opposite end of that is if you're incredibly attracted and you just want to get in the bathroom and have dirty sex with them straight away, that's also a bit of a warning sign because in any relationship after you've been going out for, I don't know, a year and a half, that might be wearing a bit thinner and that's not the basis for a good relationship. I mean, it might work out that, you're, that you've got lots of things ticking the box and you're sexually attracted and that's great. But even if you're sexually attracted, I would not recommend going off and doing that with them. I would recommend... Even saying it, look, um, you know, at the end of the meeting, look, I really like the time we had together. I'm, I'm the chemistry's there for me. I'm not sure how it is for you because it might not be the other way around. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've had it. I've had men attracted to me, and I just was not attracted to them, and they could not pick that up. So often the way that happens is you say, look, I'd like to meet you again. It's awesome, and you go home, and then you receive a text to say, look, um. I really like you, you're a good person, but there's no attraction there, so I can't take it any further. And you can be really shocked because you felt it. So Mm. it can be a one-way feeling, honestly. And even, you know, when I was smiling and responding, because I do that with people, um, I might have liked the person, but I didn't feel the attraction. I can Mm. still be, well, what some people think is flirtatious, but what I'm actually doing is being friendly. Mm. So you can miss cues when you meet someone. Yeah. Um, yeah you can. But, but also that's where your honesty comes in with your system, isn't it? If, the, yeah, if yeah. the person says to you, hey, look, I really enjoyed the coffee and I love our chats, but I haven't got that feeling there. I yeah. mean, you've, I mean, you do get that little stab in the heart and you sort of think, oh. Yeah. But then at the same token, I have to admit, I've had that and I'm, yeah. I actually respect, in fact. You I'm, mean you've been on the receiving end? I've been on yeah. the receiving end and actually two of those people are friends. Yep. Have yep. become friends, and yes, that's, we're that's and we're great mates. 
Yeah, well, the other thing is, um, and, and this is the thing about attraction, let's say you meet someone and you really like them, you feel warm towards them and all that stuff, but you just don't feel attracted. Um, and, and you might think, there's no way I can go to bed with this person. There's no way that's ever going to happen. Then I think you have to be honest. But there's a bit of a fine line because sexual attraction can develop. It can actually develop. So I wouldn't let one like that go. I would meet them again and again, maybe go hiking with them or um, on the beach if you don't want to be alone in the mountains, which possibly isn't a good recommendation. Maybe a beach walk is a good next date or um, going and doing something like, I don't know, bowling alley or something. But I always do coffee on the first date. I wouldn't do alcohol. I wouldn't meet in a bar, but I would meet in a cafe where you can talk, but there are other people going to be around and you, you know that they're not going to do something inappropriate. Mm. Um, and even a noisy cafe is okay because, you know, you might go and sit outside or you might go for a walk down to the river or wherever you are. But um, I would never on that first meeting go somewhere completely private and meet someone privately, just just for safety, because there are stories um, and there are predators out there that will go to quite lengths. So, um, yeah, I, you want to really discover on that first meeting more about their values, more about their life. Just keep asking questions about them, you know. So they live rurally. You say, oh, do you have animals? What? Oh, what animal? Do you have oh, are you a dog or a cat person? All of those sort of things. Um, and, you know, if they've got horses, do they do they ride them? Do they breed them? Like ask questions about them and be the person asking the most questions, meaning you're in control of the conversation, let them find out about you, but don't forget to ask questions about them that, that help you find out about their values, their lifestyle, their expectations. Amazing what you can find out in an hour about someone. And you can also reflect your questions back. So if you're asking them, yep. are you a dog or a cat person? They go, oh, yep. yes, you know, I've got a golden retriever and a tabby. Yeah. Oh, gosh, I love goldens. Yeah, I've got a blah, blah and a blah, yep. blah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, maybe we could take our dogs walking one day. Maybe we will. And that's a great second date, isn't it? Yep. Take the dogs for a walk and pick up their poo. Great fun. The next thing is walk away from that meeting, even if you know you want to meet them again, and just give yourself some time for reflection. And then maybe within within 24 hours, get back to them with a, hey, it was lovely to meet you. I'd love to meet you again. And you could say, I'm a bit nervous about going too fast, if you are, or um, I really want to go too fast because I feel uh, attracted to you. But um, I'm going to hold back. I'd like to meet in a public place next time if you're okay with it. And you might get someone coming back to you saying, oh, um, actually, look, I really like you, but um, having another child's a deal breaker for me. And I just think we should go no further. I mean, it might come that other way. Mm. So if you treat dating as a science and you've got lots of people in your funnel, you're not going to get hung up on any one particular person. And you might nearly get there and think, this is, oh, man, he could be Mr. Right. And he, he rejects you or says no to you, which isn't actually a rejection. He's just being honest about where he's at or she. If you have lots of people in the funnel, you go next, next, next. You mm -hmm. know, it's a little bit like marketing or cold calling. You know, think of it that way. You put time in. Um, so with me seeing these three blokes in a row, I found that quite useful because I felt that there was an abundance of men then. Um, so I didn't get so concerned about someone saying no. But more often than not, I had men that were attracted to me or thought they were. And I was just like, God, there's no way. And they couldn't even feel it. So mm. don't presume that they can feel it. 
So the next step is a second date. And, and, and maybe in this funneling system, you might have 10 men circulating that you're still chatting with. I would put more in the mix, honestly. I would keep putting them in. I would keep going through the process, seeing if any new people have come online or into the system that you're with. And then, um, you know, the second meeting might be, you know, a picnic or a walk on the beach or whatever. But I wouldn't let it last half a day. Unless you are five hours drive away, that's different. You might actually stay overnight at a friend's place or in a motel and meet them twice over the weekend. But I wouldn't go away on a sexy weekend um, on the second date. A lot of people do, and that can blow up badly or it can go okay. But if you're feeling vulnerable and um, you don't want to have your heart broken, as a woman, I would say, as me, um, I wouldn't do that. Now, there might be people out there that go, oh, I can have sex and not get my heart broken. Well, go do it then. Find out. Find out how that really works for you, and it might be fine. Then you're in a situation when, where if you've had a second date with someone, you're almost at relationship stage where if you both like each other you might decide right um we're going to date each other and at that point um you may decide both to come off the app or you might say we're both going to stay on the app but we're going to let other people know that we've met someone that has potential and so you won't go any further than um maybe having a conversation on the phone with people until you're sure about that you know, I mean, that you, you need to discuss that at that point. Both of you need to talk about that, what, what are we going to do. That to me is actually quite crucial, isn't it? Yeah. Because yeah. Um, if you don't discuss it, that's the sort of thing that could blow up a fledgling relationship, I would have thought. Yes. And in New Zealand, or actually in the world, I was doing some research, dating is a modern concept because in the past it wasn't needed. Either people had... Um, um, an arranged marriage, or they lived in a small village. I think of my grandparents that all came from Scotland. They all lived in small villages and they all married someone that they'd been to school with and they knew. And, you know, it blossomed into a relationship at some point, or it was a marriage of convenience, you know, either or. Dating is relatively new. And there, in America, there's a dating scene that's quite different from New Zealand. And people that say they're dating, often mean they're dating more than one person at the same time. They're not having sex with them. They're possibly not kissing them or anything like that. Um, or maybe I'm being naive. Maybe they are. Maybe they're making out. But they might be making out with three different people at the same time because they're dating and not going steady. Now, in New Zealand, we, in the past, when I was young, people got drunk at the pub or whatever and then went and had sex and then decided whether they wanted to see each other again, which is a way of doing things, but it means that you're having, you know, random sex with people you've met at the pub while you're drunk, which is not ideal, I don't think. Um, if you're serious about finding the right person, you might find them that way, but you might also end up with, you know, a venereal disease, you know, so you need to be a wee bit careful. So um, I think it's time to be honest and say to the person, how are you doing this? Are you planning on meeting several people that you like and dating them several times? Or are you wanting to focus in on one person at a time and be exclusively meeting them? You know, and you can get varying answers on that. And maybe you need to decide for yourself how you want to go with that. Or maybe you want to wait until you're at that point. Because if you feel connected with someone, if you're a grown up, you're not going to feel hurt if they then say, look, actually, I'm seeing two other people at this stage and I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to figure out where I'm going to go with all of these. I want to meet you all again. 
then you shouldn't feel bad about that because you've entered into a dating site, for goodness sake. But there might come a time when you both agree not to continue seeing anybody else for now until you figure out whether you like each other, which is appropriate. And then at that point, you see each other more. Um, There might be a point at which you decide to have sex or your values might um, um, subscribe to not having sex before marriage. Um, That's more unusual, but there are people that do that. Both of those are valid. And then you carry on on your merry way, either creating a relationship or finding out that you're not right for each other. And then you're, you know, licking your wounds and back onto the dating app again. Mm. So um, you, I think in most places you can hide your profile and pause it, not take it right down. But if you do take it right down, make sure you note down how you wrote your profile, take all the details down. In fact, I would copy paste it into a document in the first place and just see if there's any changes you want to make based on your results. Um, you might want to put more in about yourself. Um, you might want to put less in about yourself. You might have been fishing and decided there were too many fish in the sea, so you're going to refine it by putting more information about you um, in it. So that's really the nuts and bolts of it. And also um, learning how to break up, practicing that by, uh, again, I'm going to use the word rejecting, and I don't mean that emotionally, but learning how to reject people early in that process by saying, it was lovely to meet you. We do have a lot of common in common, but I don't feel that I could fall in love with you should we take it any further. You know, be honest with people and maybe give them feedback. Um, You know, if they had terribly bad breath or greasy hair, that's a bit more of a delicate thing to feed back on. But I would feed back on the positive things you liked about them and maybe feed back on the things where you felt you were not compatible. So, you know, don't be mean. There's no, mm. you know, there's enough people, there's enough hurt in the world without being mean. You might say, well, it was lovely to meet you. You know, I love that you love animals and that you're on a farm and, you know, that you're a vet. They're all perfect for me. Um, but um, I just can't stomach um, rugby or trips to Bali or whatever it is that you can't mm. stomach. And, and I just know that they're important to you. And I think that they're going to end up being a deal breaker in our relationship. Well, because if you live like you do and I do and you live provincially, not yep. that I meet my husband provincially, but you may come across that person again. So the last yes. thing you want is I've had that happen. To- yeah, terribly awkward. If you actually leave yeah. it, then, you know, if you run into that person again, you can yeah. go, oh, hi, Fred, how are you? You know, yeah, look, have you managed to meet anybody? You know, absolutely. how's life been for you? You know, and you absolutely. can pick up conversations because you know that person, you know, to a yeah. certain extent. And it yeah. needn't be awkward. Yeah, I, I think if you go rushing into things, and maybe you're not particularly self self developed, but most of our RCR listeners are, or are on the pathway. You know, you you run that. Um, I hate it when I hear of a woman or a man that's met someone online and they slag them off. Oh yeah, they can wank a la la la, and I'm like, mm, I wonder who the f- was. Um, you you actually really honesty is really important and and maturity. Mm-hmm. And and if you're out there looking and you're brave enough to go online, um, and look, if it is about sex, that's that's a different thing altogether. You, you're not going to probably go through these filters so rigorously. Or you might, depending on what sort of sex you're looking for. I mean, you know, that's all up to you. Mm, the filter um, could be know, just different. You might be looking for a swinger. You know, you might be looking for, uh, you know, an open relationship, something that I would not tolerate, but some people would. You know, but but, and you might get yourself hurt and you need to risk being hurt that that's otherwise you know if you're living life you're going to be hurt sometimes Mm. 
that's just how it goes. Well, Annie, you've given us a lot of food for thought. Um, let us know some of your experiences, everybody. If you have had some experiences in things that are positive or negative, um, that would be some really interesting information. And, uh, you know, and then we can share that if it's something that you wish to share. Inbox at realitycheck.radio or 2057 is the text number. Uh, Annie will be joining me from time to time now. She's going to be my new lifestyle guru. And <laughs> we're just going to talk about stuff like this, things in life that, you know, we did debt last time, we've done dating this time, we've got plenty of other topics we're going to talk about, and just about how we can enrich our lives and make things better. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, if you've got something to add to the system and you're thinking, what about this? She didn't mention this. I'd love to know. Um, or if you've developed another system or another way of doing things that really worked for you, um, we'd love to know. Yeah, share that with us as well. And we can actually talk about, we can save those up, you see, for next time we chat, and we can talk about those too. So look, inbox at realitycheck.radio is the email, 2057 is the text. Annie, as always, it, I mean, the time just flies by when you and I catch up. So great to catch up. Don't disappear, more great content here with Reality Check Radio on Counterculture. Thanks for tuning in to RCR, Reality Check Radio. Do you like what you're listening to or dislike what you're listening to? Either way, we want to hear from you. Get in touch with us now. You can text us with your message to 2057. That's 2057. Or email us at inbox at realitycheck.radio. We'd love to hear from you. So connect with us today.